Hey everybody, welcome to The Wake Up, your daily rundown of the Hollywood media biz and social platform stories to know on Monday, June 15th, 2020. Welcome to another week with movie studios moving uh, pretty much all the release dates, a bunch of news out of Warner Media and Quibi, Condé Nast and Warner Music Group all making news and all brought to you by my favorite non-alcoholic beer, Athletic Brewing. Now over to Hollywood. A ton of movie release date shuffling happened on Friday, so here's your newly adjusted summer movie release lineup. Warner Brothers has moved Christopher Nolan's Tenet two weeks down the line to July 31st, making Disney's Mulan now the de facto first wide release on the summer schedule for July 24th, depending, uh, well, how big you think the Russell Crowe Road Rage movie Unhinged is going to be. That one has been moved as well from July 1st to July 10th. Although one thing to keep in mind about all these July release dates is that according to current state guidance, Movie theaters in the country's second largest movie-going market of New York City are still not scheduled to be open in July. Looking ahead to August, Warner Brothers pushed Wonder Woman 1984 to October 2nd from its previous August 14th date. So Bill and Ted Face the Music decided to push their release up to that August 14th date, according to Deadline. And finally, Disney switched their animated gorilla movie, The One and Only Ivan, from an August theatrical release to an August streaming release. It'll now be on Disney Plus starting August 21st, and that's all a lot of juggling. So I broke it down to a more simple list in today's show notes. Speaking of trimming down, HBO is going from three to two streaming apps, according to well, pretty much all the trades. So say farewell to HBO Now and HBO Go. There will now just be an HBO app and HBO Max. Well, starting in August, as for why not just have HBO Max and call it a day, remember that HBO subscribers via Amazon Fire and Roku still don't have complimentary access to HBO Max, so the HBO app will be the streaming method of choice for those Roku and Amazon Fire customers and the HBO Max app for everybody else. However, once the Roku and Amazon deals are eventually made, the question becomes, will that be the end of the standalone HBO brand in the streaming universe? Speaking of HBO Max, Forbes reports that it's not exactly off to a gangbuster start, according to Sensor Tower, which is one of the three main services that tracks mobile app downloads. HBO Max has only been downloaded 1.7 million times in its first two weeks. Comparatively speaking, Quibi had 1.7 million in its first week, and Disney Plus had over 15 million downloads in its first two weeks. Elsewhere at AT&T, who apparently had a very busy end of week last week, uh, they're looking to sell off the Warner Brothers gaming division for about $4 billion, according to CNBC. Money which will likely go to servicing AT&T's massive $160 billion of debt, which makes me feel a little bit better about my mortgage. But uh, interested parties are all the big names in gaming, from Take-Two to Activision Blizzard to Electronic Arts, although it's possible that instead of a sale, AT&T may settle for a licensing deal to one of those gaming companies for their popular Game of Thrones, Harry Potter, and Mortal Kombat franchises. And as you probably heard at the end of last week, ABC announced their first Black Bachelor. After 24 seasons, uh, the 28-year-old real estate broker Matt James will be the new Bachelor whenever production can begin. I'm guessing sans hot tub. Next up, over to the media biz and social platforms. The Wall Street Journal gives another update on their media business BFF, Quibi. The New York Times does a deep dive into the state of the culture and business at Condé Nast, and the Spotify of China takes an investment in the world's third largest music label. And today's pop quiz... 
how many final rose couples actually went on to get married on The Bachelor? The answer, after a brief message about my favorite non-alcoholic beer, Athletic Brewing. And I know you may be saying, uh, hey, I enjoy a little buzz when I have a beer, but uh, I encourage you to think about it this way. What did you drink with your lunch this week? I bet it was either a boring water or seltzer or some sort of a diet drink where you probably can't pronounce half the ingredients in it or something like a sweet tea or a sports drink or a soda, which are just full of sugar. What makes Athletic Brewing great is that they make a wide range of beers from golden ales to IPAs, lagers, and even coffee stouts, all using certified organic malt. And the golden ale only has 50 calories and the IPA only has 70. They're delicious and I mean, hey, you get to have a beer for lunch. It's just kind of fun. Best of all, they ship to all 50 states. Go to athleticbrewing.com slash shop and you get free shipping when you order two six packs or more. And they're now donating 10% of all online sales to the Restaurant Worker Relief Fund. Look, we could all use something fun and new in our lives that's actually also delicious. Athleticbrewing.com slash shop. The link's in the show notes. Go check it out today. And now the answer to today's pop quiz. Uh, one. One couple in 24 seasons of The Bachelor got married. Well, that's time well spent. Uh, and what I think makes for uh, some sort of societal study, six couples have gotten married in 15 seasons of The Bachelorette. So for those playing at home, Bachelor, one for 24, and Bachelorette, six for 15. Uh, men are the worst. And now over to the media biz and social platforms. The Wall Street Journal's Ben Mullen did another check-in with his uh, friends, I guess, at Quibi. This one dives into the early tensions between Meg Whitman and Katzenberg over his management style, which uh, probably sheds some light also on the exodus of other execs like Janice Min. Well, anyway, with their current cash burn rate, Quibi will have gone through a billion of their initial $1.75 billion of funding by October. Also, at their current pace, they will have about 2 million subscribers by year's end versus the over 7 million that they were projecting. That assumes that many of the 1.5 million people who have signed up for an account as of the start of June actually decide to uh, stick around and pay for it after the initial 90-day free trial ends, which uh, starts in about three weeks on July 5th for Quibi's earliest users. Quibi also sent out a very extensive survey to many of those user accounts last week, like myself, including questions about if we're going to pay for it after the trial. Sorry, Quibi, but they're definitely in the process of trying to find a way to write the ship, and I'll put a link to the read in the show notes for anyone curious about the full tales from the Quibi executive suite. Another media business is getting the spotlight, or perhaps the microscope is a better analogy here, uh, that's Condé Nast. Ed Lee at the New York Times did a dive into all things Condé here in mid-June 2020, including that the U.S. division lost $100 million last year on $900 million of revenue and that The New Yorker will likely pass Vogue as a bigger contributor to Condé profits by the end of this year. About 80% of The New Yorker's revenue comes directly from their readers. China's leading music streaming company Tencent bought a 5% stake in the newly public Warner Music Group, according to Reuters. Tencent also owns 10% of the world's largest music label, Universal Music Group. Tencent and Spotify also own 10% stakes in each other. So basically, almost every music company has a stake in everybody else. 
And the New York Times and Business Insider are now both making Juneteenth a paid company holiday this Friday, according to sources cited by CNN. Hollywood talent agencies UTA and Endeavor will also make it a paid holiday going forward, according to Deadline. Even Trump finally somehow read the room for once, or more likely got a better tea time he couldn't pass up, and uh, moved his coronavirus mass spreading event, I mean political rally, in Tulsa from Friday to Saturday this week in deference as well. No new programming to note today, but Maren Morris added two extra songs to her last album, Girl, this weekend. Always the overachiever. Uh, Here's uh, Takes Two. The Spotify link is in the show notes. And if you're feeling generous, uh, give a share of the podcast on your company Slack or LinkedIn, if you'd be so kind. And I'll see you tomorrow. Takes Two.